God has no greater joy than to hear that His children are walking in the truth. We are dedicated to letting the truth of God's Word lead us. You are listening to One Truth Ministries Podcast. Here is your host, Ashley Posey. Hello, welcome to One Truth Podcast. My name is Ashley Poseen. I'm so excited about this opportunity. Uh, We're just so blessed by God giving us this opportunity to launch One Truth Podcasts, and uh, what a privilege this is. Thank you so much for tuning in, for joining in, for listening. We're just so thrilled with what God is getting ready to do this year. We're so excited to get to share the Word of God with you, for us to partner together in just letting the truth of God's Word lead us and guide us. That's what One Truth is all about. And boy, we're just excited to get going. This is going to be an incredible year. Um, You know, I'm so amazed because this end of summer has came so quickly to me right now. Um, I don't know if about you, but it feels like once you have kids, you kind of enter into some kind of like time warp and um, and summer just ends so quickly. And, you know, we've just got through wrapping up summer right now and launching into fall season. And it's just crazy to me. I hope you had a fantastic summer. Um, I got to tell you something. We had so many awesome vacations. I loved it. We had a lot of great family time this summer. Um, And one of the things I kept hearing over and over uh, from members of my family was, oh, we're making memories. We're making so many memories. And that just kind of was became the running theme of our family over this summer is we're making memories. And, And I thought, you know what, we are, and it's so awesome. But I don't know if you've ever wondered this. She knows we are doing these incredible things as a family. I started to think, you know, are we actually going to remember these trips, these moments accurately and clearly later on in life? Are we actually going to have memories of this? I know we're making memories, but uh, it's amazing to me how easily as humans we forget things. I mean, it just absolutely blows me away how quickly we can forget. And so I started to think, will we actually remember what we've done? Um, Um, you know, the laughter and just these great times. And just, I think, to make that point clear, some members of my family had started asking me, Ashley, don't you remember this trip we took when you were a teenager? And, you know, I, I started listening to them talk about this family vacation that apparently we had. And I kept telling them, I don't remember this at all. I mean, it's not that I forgot some details. I do not remember this trip at all. And I kept saying, are you sure I was there? Are you sure I was there? And they're like, yes, Ashley, don't you remember? You almost shot your dad in the foot with a 22. And I'm sitting here going like, well, I don't even shoot, you know, guns very frequently at all. I don't remember them letting me target practice. And they said, yeah, no, you almost shot him in the foot because you didn't know what you were doing. I don't remember a thing about this vacation. And it was driving everybody crazy. But I really had to think about this. And I'm going, how in the world did I block out a whole family vacation? And she goes, my mom, you know, she told me, you know, we were making so many memories during that trip. How do you not remember that? And yet this reminded me how quickly we forget things as human people. And, you know, honestly... I don't know if you're like me, but maybe you uh, you know can relate to this that you just struggle remembering certain things and remembering certain facts. And I was thinking about the most memorable moment in my life. Uh, one of them, I have many, but one of them happened um, when I had graduated high school and I left to go be a counselor at a Christian camp. So I went away just for the summer to go um, be a, a counselor at a Christian camp. I come back home. Somebody dropped me off at my home that I had uh, grown up in. I go to the front door, go to open the door. It's locked, and I, you know, I look then through the windows trying to see if I can, you know, find any of my family and. Not only 
are my parents, my siblings, not anywhere in this house. But as I look in the window, all furniture is gone. It's dark. Every ounce of what we had owned had vacated that premises. And I was looking at this going, you've got to be kidding me. Where, where are my people? You know, where are my family? And I, that was one of the first times in my life I literally felt forgotten. I felt like nobody remembered I existed or maybe the rapture came early and took everybody but me and I'm the one left behind. But it was this crazy moment where I literally felt so abandoned and so forgotten. And you know what happened? Maybe some of you have had this happen to you. I don't know. But my parents literally decided during the summer that I was, you know, away to sell the house and to buy a new house. And they forgot to make sure I knew about this. So they had sold their home, moved to a new home. I got home from camp and here I am literally abandoned, forgotten about, left on the doorstep. And I'm waiting forever uh, to get a hold of somebody. Finally, I get a hold of them and say, where are you? And they tell me the story and they say, well, come get you. We're at our new house. And I've just never felt so forgotten about in my life. And I wonder if you've ever struggled with this concept of remembering something. I mean, even the basic things. Have you guys ever done this where you go to the store and you forget why you're there? You have to call your spouse and go, okay, what was I supposed to get at the store? That happens with my husband a lot, you know, but I know it's happened with me too. Sometimes I'll be in the middle of doing something and forget what it is that I'm doing. Um, I I'm very ashamed to say I've forgotten my husband's birthday on occasion. I mean, I'm just wanting to make a point here that, you know, it's it's crazy to me how easily we forget as a people group. And, you know, we have a hard time remembering things. This is so amazing to me. Do you know that this they say now that millennials are forgetting quicker than people who are 55 years or older. And so they're saying that, that millennials are forgetting at a rate that's faster than those people who are now 55 or older. And there's reasons for this. They said now with, uh, you know, this millennial generation using so much technology, our phones and uh, all this social media that, you know, we don't really have to exercise our memory very often. And uh, in fact, we can set reminders for ourselves. If we want to know a fact, we just Google it, pop it up, and it can be in our brain for second and out of our brain the next. We're not really exercising long-term memory. And so uh, statistics have came uh, about now through these different uh, medical reviews that are saying millennials are forgetting at a rate that's so much faster than those who are 55 and older. And so what they say now is you're going to forget 40% of what you took in 20 minutes ago. And so if we're not, you know, actually actively engaging our memory, we're going to forget nearly half of what we've taken in in just 20 minutes. And of course, they go on and they say, you know, you're going to you're going to lose about 80% of what you've learned in the last 6 days. You're going to lose 90% of what you have learned or picked up after 1 month. And I want you to think about this because it's going to go to my point for the day. Um but this is so incredible to me the rate at which we forget. And when I was at Whitworth University, University, I some of my favorite classes were those classes that taught mnemonic devices and how to increase your memory, the tools that will help you remember. And I still use a lot of those today, but this is what's powerful to understand um, is that we as humans easily forget. And I want to take that right now to the Word of God so we can understand this. This uh, powerful uh, predisposition to forget and to forget rather quickly has not caught God off guard. He knew from the beginning how easy it would become for us to forget. And I love how for us, ones who easily forget, God reveals Himself to be the God who remembers. The God who remembers. And as He begins to show Himself to us as the God who remembers us, 
us, and we're going to get into this. In fact, I want to spend two weeks on this, that we have a God who remembers, and because we were created in His image, He calls us to be a people who remember, most specifically, that He remembers us, and we have to understand that today, and that He calls us to be a people who remembers him. And so we're going to spend this week talking about the fact that we have a God who remembers. And I don't know sometimes if we really focus in on that knowledge and that understanding that our God is a God who declares himself to be a God who remembers. And so I want us to take a look at the important fact that God does remember us. We are not forgotten. I'm going to say that several times. And I want us to see in the word of God today, the first time we're going to actually see the word remember in the Bible. And the first time it's used, it's a Hebrew word. And I want us to uh, pay careful attention to it. It's called zakar. That's the Hebrew word for remember. And the first time we're going to see that in scripture comes in Genesis chapter eight. And so hopefully you're familiar with this story uh, for sure. Genesis chapter eight, I'm gonna be talking about Noah and uh, what was going on with him and his family in the ark. And so I wanna make sure we remember what's going on here. After the fall of humanity, uh, God regretted making humanity. Uh, and, and so we remember this moment where he speaks to Noah and he says, listen, I want you to build this ark. You can go through it um, in the beginning of Genesis and see the, the um, exact details of how God wants Noah to build this ark. And so he calls him to it. This is going to be your job, Noah. Build this you and your family. In fact, I'm going to save you, your wife, your three sons, their wives, and two of every kind of animal, right? And so he gives him this job and Noah begins to obey him, step out in obedience, builds this ark. And of course, uh, to everybody's complete shock and, and uh, devastation, God sends not just rain, but torrents of water up out of the ground and the earth becomes flooded. And I want you to think about this for a second. I don't know if you've ever contemplated this, but think about Noah, who has now been on this boat for months, many months. In fact, over five months, Noah has been on this ark. There is nothing but water all over the entirety of the world. Not one person has survived. He listened to the screams as people died around him. And he and his family, along with so many animals, are on this boat for months hearing nothing from God. We have to remember the last time God spoke to Noah is when he told him to get into the ark, God shut the door, and then he was silent. The Bible doesn't give us any indication that God was still speaking to Noah. And so I want you to picture yourself how this would be. Okay, the last thing you knew is you get into this boat, you, you believed that God said he was going to save you, and now you're on your own. You, um, you are traveling uh, with nobody else around you, and you have no idea what's going on in the outside world. And for Noah, I want you to think about this. The silence of God must have been deafening to him, to not know, to not hear from him. And you know us and our doubts and our worries that begin to sink into our human minds. And for Noah, you've got to think that he must have started questioning, are we actually saved or is God going to let us die on this boat? What, what was the purpose of putting us in here? Are, you know, Does he mean it? That that he's actually going to save us? Or, or are we just going to live the rest of our days on this boat? He hadn't heard anything from God. And I really specifically want to talk to you if, you if you're in that position right now where you just almost feel a deafening silence from God. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I've gone through almost a year of that myself uh, in regards to specific direction. And as I've been seeking God for what he wants to do and what he wants me to do, it almost felt like a silence uh, for a very, very long time. And I continued to, to trust and cry out to him and, and believe that he would speak. But here's why. 
why I believe that, because I know that my God remembers me. He remembers me. And in fact, the first time you're going to see it, it's going to happen in Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. I want you to hear this word, but God remembered Noah. Just stop right there. God remembered Noah. It says in all the wild animals, all the livestock that were with him in the boat, God remembered him. And I want to be really clear, uh, just to make sure we're all on the same page, this word remembered is not speaking about God in such a way where it would indicate that he's forgotten. God never forgets. He's all-knowing. He forgets nothing. He forgets no one. But when it says he remembered, this is speaking to a point in time where God's perfect timing comes into play and he acts on behalf of his people. And I want you to see this today. I want you to hear this. It's so amazing to me looking and studying this chapter. God, when it says he remembers you, when he remembered Noah, he says, my timing is is done. It's complete. And now I'm going to act on their behalf. I remember my promise to them. And he had made a promise to Noah, just like he's made a promise to us. But he says, listen, I've remembered my promise and I am going to act on their behalf. And I love this when it talks about the fact that we have a God who remembers. It always points to action, that that God is going to act to fulfill the promises he's given. So keep that in mind when we're talking about this. That word remembered, it truly does mean to be mindful of to notice. And so at this point, it's literally saying God is mindful of Noah and he is about to act. And I want to encourage you today. I know I've needed this encouragement. God sees you always. You are never forgotten. And at God's perfect moment in his perfect timing, he will act on your behalf. And you can be assured of that. God remembers you always. And so here we go. 8 verse 1 in Genesis. God remembered Noah. He remembered all that was with him. And I want you to see something absolutely amazing because get ready for this. If you were longing for God to move in your life, I want to show you something that takes place. What happens in our life when God remembers us? Because it happens every time. This is something that God uh, always does. You can see it in patterns all throughout scripture. What happens when God remembers his people? Listen to this. The first thing is he's going to send a fresh wave of power into the situation to begin to activate change. You're going to see a fresh, uh, almost outpouring of God's power in your life in this situation. And take notice of it. Understand God is remembering you. Look at what happens with Noah. So it says he remembers Noah and immediately, still in verse one, he sent a wind, a powerful wind to blow across the earth and the floodwaters began to recede. Finally, the time was right. God remembers Noah and he acts on his behalf, first and foremost, with a fresh wave of power. He sends out this wind. The floodwaters begin to recede. The underground waters, it says in verse 2, stopped flowing, and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. I want you to think about this. The moment you start to see a new wave of power into your life, into your situation, you get ready because God's getting ready to act. And if you ever been in there, I've been in this situation even recently. I told you I had went through this season of kind of silence from God on a certain area, a certain subject matter I was praying through. And it was just like this after almost a year I begin to see and to sense a whole new power coming into this situation. God began to move. He began to act. And this is such an encouraging moment for us that when you see that fresh wave of power 
change is being activated and you know your God has remembered you. Now I want you to see the second thing uh, because it's really neat. Now when that power comes in, you'll notice with Noah, the floodwaters began to recede. He could see things a little more clearly. The floods begin to dissipate. And isn't that like God in our lives? When he begins to send his power out in a situation, all of a sudden you can see a little more clearly. Those things that had distracted you aren't distracting you nearly as much. They begin to recede away um, from your, your eyesight, from your surroundings as God's power begins to move and activate this change. And so this is what's happening. Noah is starting to see now the tops of mountain peaks and God is moving. And so what else happens when God remembers us? Learn from Noah. It's awesome. As God remembered Noah, first he sent out that powerful, um, uh, fresh wave of winds and power to activate this change. And look at verse six with me. Listen to this. I'll read it to you. After about 40 days, Noah opened the window that he had made in the boat and he released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and he drew the dove back inside. Verse 10, after waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. And this time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in his uh, beak. And then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. So he waits another seven days and releases the dove again. And this time it never came back. So I want you to see something. What happens when God remembers us? Not only does he send a fresh wave of power to begin to activate change, but he begins to give signs in order to affirm direction. And so he began to operate in Noah's life by bringing these signs into play. And he, he encouraged him, send out these birds. Let them show you if the, if the dry land is ready for you to walk on. And so Noah began to do that. And at first through these different signs from God, nope, uh, the water's still there. It's not safe. Then all of a sudden the, the dove brings back a branch and Noah goes, okay, we're getting closer until finally the dove does not return at all. And Noah goes, the time is almost here. God's moving in this way. And so it's so neat to me uh, when God begins to reveal these signs to us. And, and if you've ever been in that place, you go, oh man, you know, God just did something or, or somebody will say something to you, speak a word of life, uh, um, an encounter, a divine encounter with a person, even on the streets, sometimes it will be these signs that God's giving to you to affirm the direction to which he's calling you. And this is what he's doing with Noah. He's saying, listen to me, I'm going to start showing you. I'm going to start showing you through these outside avenues, through these signs. Um, and this is so neat to me. And so again, what happens when God remembers us? He sends a fresh wave of power. He begins to give signs to us in order to affirm the direction he's calling us to. But then, and finally, listen to this. I love it. I'm going to read to you verse 13. Noah was now 601 years old. Can you imagine this? 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, 10 and a half months after the flood began, the floodwaters had almost dried up from the earth. Now Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. And so now after God has given Noah these signs, hey, the dove has not come back. I'm affirming this direction that Noah, it's time to move. It's time to move into a new world, into a new direction. And I love verse 15 because it gives us the next component to what happens when God remembers us. Not only does he send out that power, not only do we start seeing these signs of God operating, but in verse 15, it says, then God spoke to Noah. 
God spoke to Noah, leave the boat. This was his command to him. He's been building to this moment. Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, his sons, their wives, they all left the boat and all of the large and small animals, birds, All of them came out of the boat pair by pair. I love this moment because God speaks. God speaks to Noah and all that he's been gearing him up for. He says, now it's time, leave the ark. And he gives him the command to go. And I love this because at this moment, Noah doesn't hang out in the boat a little while longer. He doesn't toy around with, well, this is really new. I don't really know if I can do this. This ground's kind of shaky. I don't even know what this world looks like. Maybe it's dangerous out there. When God said, leave, Noah left. He obeyed completely and immediately after God spoke to him. This was the power of God remembering Noah. He never forgets us. He doesn't leave us alone. When God remembers us, there is new power. There's new direction. There's new action. And that third part of what happens when God remembers is that he will speak to us to confirm and command us what it is he wants us to do. He will speak to us. And I'm telling you what, I mean, this is just what has been going on in my life lately. It means a lot to me because this is exactly the kind of pattern that I've seen God uh, do within my own life in the last several months. And the moment he spoke, he spoke, um, it was uh, incredible. And we knew the direction that God was calling us into. Um, So I want to encourage you with that. If you think that God only remembered Noah, I just want you to hear this. The Bible tells us over and over again that we serve a God who remembers us. In Genesis 19, 29, it says, God remembered Abraham. And then you're going to see that same pattern. You're going to see action. You're going to see power. You're going to see God speak. But God remembered Abraham. In Genesis 30, 22, God remembered Rachel. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, God remembered Hannah. I'm quoting, this is exactly what scripture tells us, God remembered Hannah. In Jeremiah 31, 20, the Bible tells us God remembers his people Israel and he's going to act on their behalf. God remembers Israel. In Isaiah, I love this, and I want you to hear this loud and clear today. In Isaiah, the Bible tells us uh, God is speaking, and he says, I will not forget you. I will not forget you. And in fact, if you were going to read it in the Hebrew, it even emphasizes it three times. I will not, no, never forget you. Why? Because our God is a God who remembers us. And in fact, I love Acts chapter 10. If you think he's only remembering Israel, which of course he does, I want you to understand something. In Acts chapter 10, God brings salvation to the Gentiles, to all of us who are not of the people of Israel. God remembers us. And in Acts chapter 10, he brought forth salvation for all of uh, the world, all of the Gentile nations. God made that clear and he opened up the doorway. He remembered us in that moment. God never forgets us. You know what I love about him? I love about him. And today I just, I want to glorify his name. I want to lift him up in our minds. I want us to understand we serve a God who will never forget us, who will never abandon us. We won't show up at his house and he is moved and packed up and left and, and you feel all alone. God never forgets us. In fact, he remembers us. He remembers us. He remembers us. And there's so much more with God remembering even than ours so, so often. When God remembers, he acts, he moves, he speaks. He speaks. 
He directs. He affirms. He guides. He loves. He, he showers on blessing. And it's so amazing to me about that uh, fact that God remembers us. So I want you to hear this. He never forgets us. Here's what I love. The only time God will ever forget something, the only time he will choose himself to forget, I hope we know what it is. The Bible tells us he will remember our sins no more, but us he remembers forever. He will remember our sins no more, but us he will remember forever. I want to ask you a question that will lead us into next week. Like I said, as we do this this couple week um, talking about God remembering, God remembers us. I want to ask you this question. Do you remember him? Do you remember him? Not just on Sunday mornings, but when I tell, told you that we are a people who easily forget, I want us to understand something. There's a reason God gave us repetition, repetition, repetition in the word of God because he knew we would be a people who easily forgets. He will never forget us. My question is, will we remember him? When God remembers us, you're going to see a new outflow of his power. You're going to see his action. You're going to see his speech giving direction to you. And I want you to think about it on our end. When we remember God, we too should see a new outflow of faith. We should see action in our lives. We should see a speech uh, that will affirm our faith. And so are we seeing this outflow? God, I remember you. I know who you are. I know what you've done. I can see what you've done in the past. I know what you'll do in the future. You are always faithful. And so do we see this new outflow of faith in our life when we remember our God who will never forsake us, who will never forget us? Will our speech match that faith? Will we put action behind our faith? I love this truth. When God remembers us, can I just tell you something? He pours out his blessing on us. He pours out his blessing toward us. And I again want to ask us, when we remember God, are we pouring out blessing toward him? Are we blessing his name? Are we remembering him for who he is? We serve a God who remembers us. And I pray that that sticks with us uh, this week. I want it to be something that encourages us, that strengthens us no matter where you are right now. If you're in a time where you are feeling or, or sensing the silence of God, understand something. He has not forgotten you and he will remember you in his perfect timing and he will act on your behalf with power, with authority, through signs and wonders, through speaking to you. When he remembers, he will bless you with his involvement and with action and with his presence in your life. Our God remembers us. Amen. It should so encourage us today. And I pray that, that you will look for those moments. If you go, man, I'm actually knowing that God's power is active in my life right now. Spend time thanking him. Thank you, God, that you remember me. You're remembering me today. And I want to encourage us as we gear up for next week that we would begin to remember our God. I want to tell you something. We live in a time right now, and I'll talk more about this next week, when, when uh, people are abandoning their faith left, right, and center. And I'm going to tell you something. It's going to come down to this one point. We are forgetting our God. We are forgetting our God. And so as we understand that we serve a God who remembers us, we are created in His image, and we are called to be a people who remember Him. We are called to be a people who remember him. So I want to encourage you today. Our God is a God who never forgets, never forsakes us. And I want to pray for us today um, as we get ready to close. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love. I thank you, God, for your mercy and your presence. Thank you that you are the God who remembers us. And for some of us, we have felt abandoned in our life. We have felt forgotten in our life. I thank you, God, that you make it so clear through your word. 
You declare to us who you are, and you tell us, I am the God who remembers you always. And so, God, I pray that you strengthen us with that knowledge, God, that you encourage us with it. Help us to be a people who in turn remember you. Let us remember you daily, God. Thank you that you do not forsake us, God, that you do not walk away from us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.